everyone. Welcome to Maine Education Matters with Matt and Matt. I'm Matt. I'm Matt, too. We are in a new year, Matt. Happy New Year to you. Happy New Year. We have a lot of information. Yeah, it is 2019. Hard to believe that we've, we've made it this far, but we're here, and we can only look forward, right? We're, we're open for business. We're welcoming home. We are, these are the signs, right? Oh, yeah. Okay. So 2019 is also the number of uh, uh, bills that have put in put into <laughs> the legislature. There, there, there's, there's quite a few that have just been kind of, the, the, the language isn't all there yet, but the titles are there. And we're going to get to that later. But Yeah, that'll be our next that, podcast. That'll be our next actually. broadcast, yeah. So we have a, it'll be a good preview of some of the, just it's just titles. But I will say, if you want good reading, uh, the link is posted on our Facebook page, so you yes. can go. You can go through and you can look at all of them, and and we'll we'll get to that. We'll 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 have some fun moments with and that. And not just the education ones either. It's got the list has all everything. Of them. Yeah, it's every committee. Fascinating title reading. That's what it is. <laughs> so I guess the first big news is we have a an appointed commissioner who is on her way to being. Confirmed. Yeah, is it commissioner elect? Is that what it's what it's called? She's not elected, so I'm not sure. Commissioner. That's appointee? true. Yeah. I don't know. Whether whatever it is, one has been named. Yes, one has been named. And uh, as of of taping here, the old days, uh, she has not gone before the committee yet to be confirmed. No, she has not. But will be shortly. Oh, oh, I'm, I don't. To I go, to I go in front. I'm I have not, not sure heard when. a time yet of when that's going to happen. Um, but but I'm sure they're going to want to get that done pretty quickly. Uh, Pender Macon. Pender Macon. From uh, Brunswick fame. So she is... And the real school. Currently the assistant superintendent of schools in the Brunswick School Department. And she was the real school director down in Wyndham. Yeah. A, a, a very strong advocate for uh, all different... For all learners. It's a fascinating choice. Why do you say that? Because it is, A, not a name that I heard rumored. It's somebody That's true. directly from the schools who has a fantastic reputation. Yeah. Uh, you know, some of, the, some of the commissioners we've had in the past have come from the p- political world. The political side, uh, absolutely. Steve Bowen was the last one that lasted more than a handful of days. Um, so, and he was a former legislator. Right. And in the, the almost revolving door that we've had in the past four or five years, we've just had um, folks become commissioner well we've only had one or two actual commissioners we've had a bunch of acting commissioners yeah so our last right? actual commissioner is the one who is um must be just finishing up right bob now. hassan bob hassan former superintendent former superintendent and before that yeah we had a bunch of acting ones um for not very long no so this is exciting for one that it's somebody that i think might stick around for a little while hopefully knock on wood there Oh, you really are going old school today, talking about recording and taping and taping. knocking on wood. So, <laughs> so uh, congratulations to Pender Macon and good yeah. luck in her confirmation. I, I'll say one of, one of the things that made me most excited about having about Pender being um, or commissioner to be appointee Macon to be uh, nominated is, like you said, a, a, a current practicing educator. But one of the things that, as a as a as a professional and personal advocate of things like student-centered learning and personalized learning, um, she really understands differences in learners, and she understands where that everyone is an individual, and that everyone deserves individual respect, and that what it means to teach to a personalized level. She understands that at a mm-hmm. not not just at a at a 
instructional level, but at a systemic level, and really what that all looks like, what it can be like. And so I'm, I'm very excited to see what kind of a voice she's going to have for and to advocate for the, 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 the learners throughout, across our state. I am looking forward to uh, seeing what she does in the, the first few months right. as commissioner, uh, assuming she gets uh, appointed or confirmed. Appointed, confirmed, and just... We don't know. Let's put it this way. We don't know. Th- that's pretty much the theme of this <laughs> podcast is we just don't know. We also have the members of the Education Committee. We've, we've learned a lot. A lot has come down in, in that last week or so of, the, yeah. of, this, of, of 2018 that has just, just completely changed the landscape for what our Education Committee and education is going to look like uh, in Maine. So the Education Committee is made up of 13 legislators. Right. There are three senators and 10 representatives. Uh, it's made up of a lot of different people than last term. In fact, we only have five members of the 13-member committee that were on the committee in last term. Is that right? Yeah, five? So just five. So, so a most, lot of new faces. Most turned out, and a couple did not decide to run. Um, so you want to go through with them? Sure. Sure, sure, sure. Go okay, ahead. We're going to start with the senators. So the two Democratic senators are Rebecca Millette. She represents District 29 in Cumberland County. She is the Senate chair of the committee. Mm-hmm. She is a returning member. Uh, the other Democratic member is Everett Brownie Carson, representing District 24 in Cumberland. He is a new member to, uh, to the Education Committee. He has been a legislator before, but not on the Education Committee. The other senator is a Republican senator, Matthew Pulio of Kennebec County, District 15. And he is a first-time senator. Um, he's from Augusta. He was prior a representative for three terms and is now a senator. He was on the Education Committee for two terms, but not this past one. Right, and it looks like from what, we're, or what we've been looking into, um, only one of those senators has an actual some kind of practical education experience. Mm-hmm. Um, and that would be Rebecca Millette, who, of course, is the, is the chair. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was on the school board down in Cape Elizabeth um, for about six years or so and also apparently co-founded a citizen's advocacy group to support advancements okay. in local education. So it's I mean, the others are an, an insurance person, a realtor. Um, that's what the other two are and, or were before they do this. So it, it, we at least have one person who has some real somewhat of education experience, which I think is really important for this particular uh, committee in this particular room. Of course, we're biased. We think I would think that, of course, I'm in education. This is my professional life. This is what I've dedicated my, my, my career to. But it's also wildly complex, and so you need people who have a, a good understanding of it. Well, the good news is that most of the representatives that are on the committee have some type of uh, education experience, be it as a profession or members of school boards, et cetera, right. et cetera. So, That's really good. Yeah, which is not something that I'd normally would expect necessarily. So uh, so why don't we move to the representatives Let's go for now. it. Okay, so the Democrats, we'll start with them. Uh, the Democratic chair on the representative side is Victoria Cornfield, representing District 125 in Bangor. This is her fourth term as a representative. She has been on the Education Committee the entire time, uh, she's a former English teacher, uh, 30 years at Bangor High School. We clearly have somebody who's been on the Education Committee for quite a while. Quite a while. 
uh, and is very yeah, experienced, and now she's the chair, so which is outstanding. Uh, the next one, oh, go ahead. I will say it's, it is good to have, I mean, e- even if the person in charge doesn't have as, as much a practical, applicable education experience, it's also just as good to have some people with education committee experience Absolutely. in there because they'll, they'll know how this whole system works, but also know some of the history of what's been, what's worked, what hasn't worked to be able to allow certain bills to come forward and to not allow certain bills to come forward that are just going to be you know, cause problems of the pipeline. Right. So both the chairs, both the Senate chair and the uh, representative chair have been on the committee for four straight terms. So they definitely have some institutional memory. That's at least four years. Good job with the math there, Matt. Thank you very much. So the next Democratic uh, representative is Michael Brennan. He represents District 36 in Portland. He was a former representative from 92 to 2000 and a senator from 2002 to 2006. He is a former chair of the Education Committee. He is the former Senate Majority Leader, and he is a former Portland mayor who is now back in the House of Representatives. So he's been out for a little bit uh, doing his mayor thing, and now he's back as a representative. So it's very exciting to have somebody with some experience, as he said, former Education Chair and Senate Majority Leader, so knows his way around. Um, That's all I got. And leading one of the, the, our, our biggest city, so would know a few things, would have done, dealt with a few things regarding some of the biggest education uh, policies and practices and implementation things that have happened. So he would hopefully know a few things about that. We also have another member from Portland, uh, Richard Farnsworth, District 37 out of Portland. This is his fourth term. He was formerly a representative from 96 to 98 also. This is his third term on the Education Committee and a returning member from last year. He is the former executive director of Woodford's Family Services in Portland, and he used to teach at Temple University. Oh, Temple. So uh, somebody that has been around a bit. Yeah. Um, multiple terms on the Education Committee. Our next one is David McRae. He is representing District 148 in Fort Fairfield. He, this, this is second term, his second term on the Education Committee. He is a former science teacher. His daughter also teaches English at a high school in Maine. Uh, he has, again, been around the Education Committee for a couple of years. The next one is Janice Dodge. She represents District 97 in Belfast. This is her first term. Uh, she is a 30-year music teacher. She retired a few years ago. She was on the MEA Government Relations Committee for 19 years and on the Policy Committee. So somebody with some experience of a, uh, education policy. Right. Which is outstanding to see. Yeah, absolutely. It's exciting to hear that there's... You know, so far, this much experience so far. So the next one is Henry Ingwerson, representing District 10 in Arundel. This is his first term. He is a former K-4 STEM teacher, which is cool. That's fantastic. Uh, he is retired. He is a master's in ed leadership. That's, and that, and that's another thing, that, that, ed, that not just the experience, but also have that educational theoretical background. Very exciting to see. Agreed. Are, uh, so that's the end of the Democrat representatives, uh, beginning with the Republican ones. Uh, returning, there was a lot of Democratic representatives. There was a lot. Uh, there was uh, two, four, six, so it looks like eight Democrats and five Republicans on the committee this time, uh, which I'm assuming this is going to be dumb, but I'm assuming it's because of the makeup of the House of Representatives and the Senate is more tilted towards Democrats this time. Because last year, I believe it was seven to six. Right, it was very close last year. It was a little closer on the committee, so now it's right. eight to five, so... Again, we don't know. 
That's that's quite the swing, though. So we'll start with the Republicans. The returning member, uh, the first returning member is Heidi Sampson. She represents District 21 in Alfred. Uh, this is her second time on the Education Committee. She's mm-hmm. a returning member. Uh, she was a former member of the State Board of Education. Um, so, again, institutional memory. She's been around for the last couple of years. Right. I believe she was also originally on the Charter School Commission. I believe that is true. Right. The next Republican is Gary Drinkwater. His first term, he represents District 121 in Milford. Uh, so Gary is the owner of Drinkwater Auto Sales. He was a selectman for four years in the 90s, and he was on the school board for a couple of years in the early 2010s. So again, some school board experience. A little bit of school board experience. That's good. Yep, that's very good. Uh, our next Republican is Justin Fecto, uh, representing District 86 in Augusta. It is his first term as a, as a uh, representative. He is a, currently a German teacher at Miranda Cook High School. Wow, so, great. Current teacher. Current teacher. Super cool. So, yeah. And the last member of the committee is Shelly Rudnicki. She is representing District 108 in Fairfield, and she is currently the chair of the MSAD 49 school board. Wow. So we have a lot of people with education experience. With real experience. And... I mean, it's it's looking at the um, the list of the districts, especially from the representation, the representatives. Mm-hmm. You know, Bangor, a couple from Portland, Fort Fairfield, Belfast, Arundel, Alfred, Milford, Augusta, Fairfield. There's a decent representation of so, of, of across the state there. There's definitely you know, Southern heavy. But that's Maine. But also. that that is also representative Maine. So. And so, but it's but it's but it is, but there is uh, but it's good to see that little that that balances. Somewhat there. Yeah, I think I think the geographic representation is about as good as they could have gotten. It is. I just, I, you know, it's 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 so easy for small rural communities to get lost in big legislation, big policy, and so. But it's it's really important to have folks from smaller areas too to be able to have that voice in the room. Agreed. For those for those small schools that can get really hurt by un, unintentionally. Um, by by policies and implementation practices that are meant to be good, but are also designed mostly for the bigger urban or suburban areas. So it's good to see that representation. We look forward to uh, meeting them and yeah, talking so. to them and uh, finding out what makes them tick, why they want to be on the education committee, and uh, what they're looking forward to for this year. Yeah, I can't wait to talk to, talk to some if we can. So our when next, when we can, I'll have a positive growth mindset outlook on that. Thank you for that. You're welcome. So our next podcast, again, we're going to talk about the bills that are upcoming, or that at least have been placed into the system somehow. Right. Well, the, the titles of them, at least. So in the meantime, <laughs> follow us along at Maine Ed Matters on Twitter. And on Facebook at Maine Education Matters. Give us your feedback, because we'd love to hear it now that this is kind of real time and not just our thoughts on stuff that's already happened. That well, we let, let's be fall. real. It was our, t- our way of trying to just fill time. We wanted to get it going. Right. We had to we had to come up with come up with stuff to talk about. I mean, we did three episodes on PEPG. And I'm telling you, those are three episodes <laughs> I just listened to over and over again. They were fabulous. All right. See you next time. Bye.